0: Charlie Wright. Hello
1: and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. I'm Charlie Wright. We're very pleased you've joined us, and we'd like to welcome as our guest today Jason Gerlach, CEO of Sunrise Capital, an asset management firm in the San Diego area of California. Jason's with us here in the studio. Jason, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio.
2: Charlie, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So, Jason, in addition to being CEO of Sunrise Capital, you're also the current uh, president of Calalts, an association for hedge funds in California. We'll come back to that. Let's start with Sunrise Capital. Now, you have an interesting background, Jason. You have a master's in public administration and a law degree from University of Wisconsin. You practiced law for several years, and now you're running a hedge fund. So tell us about those transitions, will you?
2: You know, yeah, I did, I did not follow the traditional path uh, to asset management, that's for sure. But there's a lot more similarities between the different jobs I've had in my career than there are differences. And I think what attracted me to all of these different areas has been the analytical nature of it, the, uh, the, the challenge of it, the, the fact that every day you're trying to solve pretty complex problems and you're trying to help people achieve goals. And that's really what I was doing as a lawyer, and that's really what I'm still doing in, in asset management. So while a lot has changed in some respects, nothing has changed in other respects, and, and there's a lot of synergies between the two. And I still draw on you know, my legal skills almost every day in my asset management uh, job um, and even still draw on a lot of the things I learned in my public administration program at the LaFollette Institute.
1: So uh, give us a brief history and background of Sunrise Capital, will you?
2: So Sunrise Capital is, is a really a remarkable story. Um, its official start date was uh, 1980, but its origins even go back a little further. Uh, my partner in, in the business, one of my two partners in the business, Rick Slaughter, um, launched his first um, asset management firm in the mid-1970s when really no one, even knew what alternative investing was or a hedge fund or macro investing and all, all the things that, that we did. And he built some incredibly uh, robust um, investment models that he started applying in futures markets and you know found some success and ultimately found two other partners and they formed Sunrise Capital Partners, which launched in 1980. I c- didn't come into the story until 2008 uh, when I joined the firm as kind of the chief operating officer and, and general counsel um, and then I ultimately ascended to the CEO role because frankly I just loved the business and um two of rick's partners kind of wanted to step away from it and i really wanted to kind of get even more involved so uh my our current cio chris stanton and i bought out rick's two partners and the three of us now are carrying forward sun uh sunrise and hoping to build a, another great uh 30 to 40 year run of the business
1: well you know uh, today there are about eighty 8, five hundred uh, hedge funds yes and many more than that when we include other kinds of asset management firms uh i i uh... There's probably a handful that started in the in – that have a genesis in the mid-70s. Yes. So you guys go way back before anybody was doing these kinds of things, and the computer power must have been very, very limited in that.
2: Time. Oh, absolutely. It was uh, – to to say what Rick Slaughter did was revolutionary is an understatement. Um, you know, he may have been the first quant macro fund in California – In fact, I'm almost certain of that, Um, and he's certainly one of the first in the world. Um, And his view was, you know, I want to do things differently. That's really where many great businesses start, is someone kind of looks at the landscape of what's going on and says, all right, I see how everyone's doing it. I want to do it differently. And his thesis was simple. It was basically if you want to invest in the mid-1970s, you're either buying stocks or you're buying bonds or you're in cash, and that's it.
1: And that continued really till uh, just after the 2000 uh, meltdown it right?
2: really did but his concept was what if?" and that's always where great great businesses come from is that question what if he said what if I was able to leverage the power of computers and statistics and some of the other you know interesting tools that I've studied in my scholarly work and use that to invest in a different way so that maybe my investments aren't so dependent on the economy being strong, aren't so dependent on the stock market rallying. And maybe, just maybe, I can find a way to generate better risk-adjusted returns than people are getting. And that was his thesis in the mid-70s, and that's still our thesis today. That's what we do.
1: So uh, tell us, Jason, about your basic strategy or strategies.
2: So our, our flagship approach is called Sunrise Evolution. Everything else we do, do derives from Sunrise Evolution. So I'll explain what Sunrise Evolution is. Sunrise Evolution is a multi-strategic approach to investing long and short across a diverse basket of assets. Stocks, bonds, commodities and currencies. The goal is to be agnostic to the economic environment and what we are looking for instead is statistical opportunities, patterns, Momentum bursts, trends, reversionary patterns—all kinds of things that are inherent in the data behind markets, as opposed to um, kind of the fundamental guesswork that many stock pickers use. So, our view is that anything you can learn about a market or a stock or a bond or a commodity can be uh, is rolled up into the data behind those. Uh, instruments and reflected in the price movements of those instruments. And so we're focused on the price, the volatility, the volume, and all the other rich data that you can gather just by watching how an instrument moves. And we leverage that Um, in various ways to hopefully generate that compelling risk-adjusted return.
1: So first of all, I presume you do not invest then in individual stocks?
2: Uh, At this point, we don't have any programs that pick individual stocks. We will go down to sector ETFs and other specialty ETFs at times, so you'll get a basket of stocks in some of our strategies. But no, we are not individual stock pickers, and I'll tell you very briefly why we don't do that. Generally speaking, the way our models work, they're looking for patterns of statistical behavior. And the problem with individual stocks often is they will act very idiosyncratically if one exogenous event happens, if a CEO has a heart attack, if there's a product recall, if the government announces that they are going to be investigating a particular company. That stock can move in such an idiosyncratic way that the models we like to use just don't fit. So that's generally why we've avoided individual stock picking. Um, that doesn't mean that we aren't exploring individual stock picking and that at some point some of our strategies may have morphed into that, but, but our view is, is more to get broader diversification.
1: Okay, and I presume you do not also use fundamental analysis.
2: We generally do not. Uh, there are some fundamental factors that play into how our models work. We're very interested in the calendar, for example. We know that certain events happen, and those events have an extremely uh, strong impact on how markets move. For example, when the Fed makes an announcement, or when an election happens, or in the case of last summer, the Brexit referendum.
1: Or when Congress is in or out of session.
2: Exactly. So some of our models are built to either do or not do certain things if we know there are certain events on the calendar because we know how those events tend to affect markets. So those are some of the fundamental factors we weave in to uh, what we do. But, again, the primary focus of everything we do is the technicals, the, 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 the price, the volatility, momentum patterns, the volumes, and those da- th- that set of data. Because, again, we think that tells us far more uh, than simply, you know, a, a, a company's, you know, um, quarterly report. There's just a lot more information in the price because what you're getting there is what the whole market thinks about something. You know, the, the the market price is really just a reflection of all the investors' views. And so we we think it's very powerful data to leverage in terms of what you think that thing you're investing in is going to do next. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Or is it going to kind of stay in a range?
1: Okay, and then what markets do you invest through? The equity markets, the ETFs, through the futures markets?
2: So we have – think of our business as having two sides. We have kind of a an alpha-generating side or a, quote, hedge fund side, if, if you want to use that term. I don't love that term because it's not very descriptive. Th- those strategies invest in futures, okay? And, f- and, and because of that, they are restricted to uh, – qualified investors, um, and there's other regulatory limits on those. Those uh, strategies um, invest in futures, however, across a wide range of asset classes, so stock futures, bond futures, currency futures, and commodity futures.
1: With significant leverage?
2: No, we don't leverage up our sunrise evolution strategy at all. We basically just use the leverage that's inherent when you invest with futures. We have some investors who choose to lever up their accounts for their own personal reasons or their own institutional reasons, and that's fine. Then, on the other side of our business, we call it the tactical beta side of our business. That On that side of our business, we take a lot of the DNA that's in our, quote, hedge fund models, or our Sunrise Evolution, as, as, as it's specifically called, and we use that technology to tactically rotate in and out of various ETFs. Those strategies are becoming increasingly interesting to us because the ETF market has exploded. There's just a lot more liquidity there. there's a lot more compelling ETF products to trade in and out of tactically and uh, we're very excited about that, that piece of our business. That piece of our business has only been in place for about six years, but we think the growth potential there is tremendous as I you know as we start to get out and tell the story of, of what we do.
1: Are you uh, always long or short? In every single market that you're in, I mean, how, how many positions no. do you typically have at any single time? So
2: let's go. Let's again focus on that dichotomy on the on the alpha side of our business. Our future strategies are decidedly long short. We can be long or short. We can also be neutral. They are very flexible models. If there are no opportunities, we can be just sitting in cash. If there are opportunities on the long side, we will take those. If there are opportunities on the short side, we will short. And sometimes, as is often the case, some markets are offering good long opportunities and others are offering short. So it's very flexible, very tactical, very, quote, long-short in nature and opportunistic. On the beta side of what we do, our ETF tactical rotation strategies also can in many instances be just in cash if the opportunity is not there, or they can buy different quantities of different ETFs depending on where the opportunity set is. We do not do any shorting yet in our tactical ETF strategies. However, however, we are very intrigued by some of the synthetic shorting opportunities that are being created by some of these newer ETFs that are, you know, effectively inverse ETFs. And as some of those emerge and start to show the liquidity we like, we may start integrating some of them in our portfolio so we can effectively give our tactical beta investors the same kind of short exposure that we, we might give to our alpha investors.
1: Okay. And um, so which side of the business are you looking to build at this point?
2: Honestly, we're getting phone calls and inquiries about both sides. So uh, I, 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 at this point, want to just proliferate what we do as broadly as i can because i think everyone can benefit from it from the you know the average joe investor who's you know put away uh fifty thousand dollars to the multifaceted institutional investor and we have both by the way currently running uh you know through our business we so there is no specific focus yet i think our focus more is on excellence it's on creating compelling risk-adjusted return solutions for investors, no matter who they might be. Um, I would expect to see the Sunrise name sub-advising mutual funds and or ETFs in the near future. That will make us even more readily available to a broader set of investors. So, um, again, our focus is not on who we're helping, but rather, are we helping?
1: So, so, Jason, uh, always look, when we look at these trend-following momentum kinds of strategies mm-hmm. that you guys use at least as a portion of mm-hmm. your analysis, the key question is always, what time frame are we talking about? Because it, it may say over the next three days, you should be long. Over the next three weeks, you should be short. And over the, through the next three months, you should be neutral. So what time frame do you guys focus on?
2: The answer is, is all of them. The answer is all of them. Uh, Look. So you're
1: always paranoid.
2: Diversification (laughs) is the only thing you get for free when you invest, right? Why limit yourself to a single market or a single sector or a single thesis or a single time frame? Um, our, Our alpha strategies are highly, highly diversified. We have models that can hold for 40 or 50 days. We have models that can hold for 40 or 50 seconds. And we have everything in between because there are different opportunities at different times you know stocks may look great over a 2 week stretch but they might look terrible over a 6 month stretch so our view would be put some of your capital in that opportunity that's just uh, a couple of weeks long and maybe in the lo- some of the capital sits on the sideline because over the longer time frame nothing's happening and the reason you diversify like that is because that's the key to better risk adjusted returns the more things you're doing, the more you're smoothing, the more you're reducing the chance for that big, ugly downside that, you know, causes everyone to cry and, you know, lose their ability to sleep at night. And um, while it will potentially limit your upside in certain periods, we think overall investors are better off with a smoother ride.
1: Okay. So, so tell us, given your, uh, the number of markets that you're in, okay, um, how, uh, how do you guys handle asset allocation?
2: Again, uh, very uh, technically, very statistically, um, and we leveraged the power of computing. Um, Our view is that we don't ever want to concentrate risk in any one place, not too much in one market, not too much in one sector, not too much in one model. So it's a very uh, tactical, holistic approach that looks at a variety of factors coming from markets at any given time and says, we're comfortable allocating up to X in stocks, We're comfortable allocating up to Y in bonds, et cetera. And we keep those capped and kind of limited. So we're never, hopefully, too overly exposed in any one place. Diversification, again, the only thing the market gives you for free, so leverage it.
1: Okay. Jason, this is fascinating stuff. Uh, We need to stop and take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, let's talk about... um Cal Alts here, and your role as president and what it's all about. Again, we're talking with Jason Garlock, CEO of Sunrise Capital and current president of Cal Alts, Association of Hedge Funds in California. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we'll be right back.
0: Right, back to Charlie and his guest.
1: Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Jason Gerlach, CEO of Sunrise Capital out of the San Diego area. Jason, before we go on and talk about CalAlt's, I've uh, got a, a, a question here about Sunrise Capital. So you focus on institutions, and you have your futures markets investment strategies there. And then number two, you focus on investment advisors okay, with the ETF strategies, and I presume you also work directly with some investors. If some some particular investor wants to contact you directly, that's okay also.
2: Absolutely. All calls are welcome. We love talking about what we do. Even if it ends up not being a fit for someone, we like to to let them know that there's another way. So info at sunrisecapital.com is a great email to reach out too Um, we have a website sunrisecapital.com and we actually have a pretty good twitter feed um, at suncap partners those are all ways in which people can reach out to us and uh, i'm probably gonna be the one responding if you if you reach out so so please do we'd love to hear from you
1: Okay, and you can talk about public administration or law or hedge funds <laughs> or whatever you want, futures markets or equities markets or uh, you know the, the glory of uh, living in uh, Wisconsin and growing up in the Green Bay area. Yes, I right?
2: uh, grew up, I grew up in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and I still I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan, a season ticket holder.
1: Does and not surprise us no. here.
2: <laughs> and uh, look forward to hopefully them getting over the hump this year and getting back to the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so uh, Calts. All right. Tell us uh, who joins and why. So
2: CalAlt is is interesting. Um, It started in 2010. Um, I was relatively new to the investment business. As I discussed previously, I came over in 08 to join Sunrise. And it was kind of lonely in the San Diego area. We were really the only uh, quant macro asset management firm around. And uh, as I got to know other people in California, we all kind of shared a common concern, which was you know, there's some great managers here. There's, some, there's a lot of, obviously, investors here. It's a, it's a huge dynamic state, but there's really no way for us to come together. You know, the, the alternatives business is really East Coast-centric. What could we do to kind of synergize what we do, um, create kind of an affinity network where we can help each other? And that's where the California Hedge Fund Association came about. We founded ourselves in 2010 as a nonprofit and kind of passed the hat around amongst the the founding members and seated the organization and got going and started doing events and webinars and dinners and other things and, and before we knew it we were over a thousand members strong and not just people who work for hedge funds but uh you know lawyers who service hedge funds uh, accounting firms um you know broker dealers etc etc and the and the, the positive feedback was tremendous and so we reached this inflection point uh, in the last year where it was clear that not, it wasn't just for hedge funds anymore. People from the fintech industry wanted in. RIAs wanted to get involved to learn more about alternatives. Private equity guys and real estate funds wanted to get in. And so we pivoted the name from California Hedge Fund Association to California Alternative Investments Association. And we shortened it so that it would be memorable to Cal Alts. Very simple. It's about California and alternative investing, hence CalAlts. And now we are, um, like I said, 1,200 members strong. We help put together events up and down the California uh, coastline throughout the year. We uh, just did one of our most successful podcasts yesterday, uh, in fact, which was, uh, I think, attended by well over 100 folks.
1: I was uh, one of those. Good
2: good. I'm glad you were able to partake in that. So our, our goal is threefold, right? We want to help asset managers uh, run better businesses and hopefully raise some capital. We want to help investors learn more about alternatives and hopefully find some good managers to put themselves and their clients into. And three, we want to help the, the people who service those industries and help them get their message out about what best practices might be, whether they're with Legal, technology, you know, compliance or otherwise. So in that sense, we really are trying to embrace anyone who touches on alternative investing here in California and beyond, frankly.
1: You know, uh, just this week, I was at a presentation at uh, UCLA. It was actually about real estate, but the fellow who opened it is the uh, executive director of the UCLA Endowment Fund you know, with with billions of dollars, and he's well-known throughout the country, came there recently from another university, very bright, impressive guy, and what he said, Jason, was he said, look, going forward, there is next to no opportunity to make significant, high enough returns in the public markets.
2: I don't know if I...
1: Well, he's and, talking yeah. about long only, yeah. of course. Yeah. He, he's not talking about hedge funds. Yeah. Okay, he's talking about long yeah. only.
2: He may be right. Let's put it let's put it simply. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of unequivocal statements like that, but <laughs> I, I agree finding return is hard and it's not getting easier, it's getting harder and I hear that over and over and over again from all stripes of investors whether they're individuals or they're institutions. And the one way I think people need to to think about things differently than they have is that you're going to need to take some risk. You're going to need some take, take some risk to get some reward. Now, does that mean you're taking on due risk? No. What it means is you're getting out of your comfort zone. You're not simply going to buy and hold bonds. It's not going to get you there. And you're not simply going to buy and hold stocks. What you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to blend in some things that might give you a little bit of diversification. Real estate's a great example. It's actually the best-performing asset class uh, over the last 15 years. Um, if you look at – there was an article very recently in, in, in the last couple of weeks that, that talked about that. Um, so a, a real estate component of your portfolio is very important. Um, private equity is a very compelling play uh, for a lot of folks, and and private equity is starting to be packaged in more and more democratized type wrappers so that even RIAs and, and individual investors can access it. And then there's you know hedge fund type strategies such as those run by Sunrise that, again – I think can not only diversify your portfolio, but give you a chance for outsized returns in crisis environments or environments where a lot of the more traditional things in your portfolio aren't working.
1: So I would think that all of that would say to the whole hedge fund industry, hey, we need to get together and get the word out here because this long-only investing stuff, it's not going to do what endowments need to do to uh, pay out their future responsibilities for the individual investors for preparing for retirement, making more money, paying off their kids' uh, student loans, etc."
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That is what Cal CalAlt's is all about, letting the world know that there is a whole – Universe of things that you can do with your capital that you have not been taught before, that your advisor maybe isn't even focused on. We're not saying stop buying stocks and stop buying bonds. Those are still very good investments over the long term. The statistics prove it. The point is taking a piece of the capital that you've allocated to those strategies and putting it in some diversifying, potentially return-enhancing strategies. Now, the caveat to this is your average investor has to get over something that it's just endemic in our industry, which is people cannot stand seeing anything lose money when the stock market's going up. If they have something in their portfolio and the stock market's up ten percent, and there's something in their portfolio that's only up four or maybe down two, they want they in, instinctively want to get rid of it without thinking about why it's there. My simple anecdote I tell people is if everything in your in your portfolio is going up at the same time, you are poorly diversified. It might feel great when it's happening, but let me tell you this: you are going to be very, very sorry about your portfolio at some point over the investment arc. Whether it's a 2008 crisis, whether it's the dot-com crash of the early 2000s, whether it's uh, 19, you know the stock market crash in the late 1980s, there are moments when that portfolio is going to it's going to uh, correlate to one in the wrong way, and you're going to be very, very upset. And so that's where sunrises of the world come in that's where cal alts members and different alternatives options come into play
1: so jason a question uh, that we like to ask all of our guests here what keeps you awake at night
2: uh i would say everything i'm a, <laughs> I, I have a very active mind i'm a very busy person i'm a father of 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 two um i run not only uh, sunrise but also i'm heavily involved in cal alts and um so i have an active mind everything keeps me up look My job is to safeguard people's assets and to hopefully make them some money on their money. That's a tough job, so we think about it all the time. We trade globally around the clock. We have positions usually on in Asia and Europe and the U.S., so I don't sleep much, but I don't mind. I don't mind. I love the challenge. I embrace the challenge, and ultimately, my goal at the end of the day is to just give our investors the absolute best risk-adjusted outcome we can possibly achieve. And do so with hopefully smiles on our faces and, you know, build some great relationships. So it's worth it to me. I'd I'd rather give up the sleep and deliver great results.
1: Okay, Jason. And question number two we'd like to ask all of our guests is what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
2: You know, that's an interesting question. I, I think today's investor is overloaded with information. There's too much information, whether it's Twitter, CNBC, the Internet, or otherwise. So the last thing I want to do is tell people to go out and read seven books um, and and further kind of muddy the waters. Um, I do think it's good to be informed, but you need to watch out for information overload. That being said, um, my friend uh, Michael Covell just issued the fifth edition of his book, Trend Following. Um, He's a great writer. He's uh, a, a student of the markets. He understands the importance of importance of alternatives and diversifying away from simply long only stock and bond strategies and his book is excellent Um, so it's on Amazon. Um, again, it's Michael Covell, Trend Following. Uh, very much worth the read.
1: I read uh, one of his earlier versions about yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's an, like you say, he's an excellent writer and uh, lives now, I believe, uh, internationally. Yes. And uh, t- t- tells some great stories. So, again, give us, for anybody who wants to get a hold of CalAlt's or Sunrise Capital, give us quickly, again, those um, that contact information
2: absolutely so cal alts is at um www.calalts.org again calalts.org uh it's a great new website that we just launched in the last two months there's a place where you can put your photo and a discussion of the business you run and start to network and interact with other alternative professionals and there's all kinds of other goodies we're going to be building into that website so calalts.org come there sign up Get involved. Come to our events. And then for Sunrise, again, um, we are sunrisecapital.com. You can reach us at info at sunrisecapital.com. We're also on Twitter at SunCapPartners.
1: And, you know, just to give a little plug to CalAlts, I went to Alts LA uh, for the second year in a row this year. Actually, it's where you and I met. And uh, th- that was worth Multiples of the time, expense, whatever it took to be there to to mingle with the people, to hear the speakers. The main speaker, Steve Wesley, was beyond fabulous, and uh, the whole thing was just a great experience.
2: Well, thank you very much. It's very kind. I'll let the the organizing team know uh, your your thoughts. That, that's our goal. We want to make meaningful opportunities for everyone here in California to come, learn, network and become better at whatever business uh, they're involved in within the alternatives industry.
1: So, Jason, uh, final words for our listeners.
2: I would just go back to uh, the power of diversification. Most investors are under-diversified. It's the only thing you can get for free out there, so take advantage of it. Don't just buy Apple stock and hope that Apple continues to grow. Uh, that's a risky strategy. They might do that, but they might not. You know, buy a diversified basket of stocks. Buy a diversified basket of bonds. And then add to your portfolio some things that aren't necessarily going to move in the same direction as those stocks and bonds. And I think over the long haul, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to get a much better risk-adjusted outcome.
1: You know, one of our favorite sayings on this uh, on this show, Jason, is that the only thing that goes up and um – A down market is correlation.
2: That's very well said and very true. And all the more reason you need to diversify, diversify, diversify.
1: So, Jason, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here, especially being here in the studio, which is a rare treat for us.
2: Charlie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Again, we've been talking with Jason Gerlach, CEO of Sunrise Capital out of the San Diego area. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing.